Hi guys, welcome to The One Podcast. Hope you're all well. It's with your host, Aki. And today I'm doing a solo episode today. And I thought it was best I do a solo episode for this topic that I'm going to talk about. So it was World Mental Health Day on Saturday, uh, the 10th of October, I think. And, um, you know, it was great to see that everyone was talking about mental health and, you know, raising awareness, you know, like on social media. You There was loads of people that, you know, posted up on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. So it's really nice and it's really, I don't know what's the word to say. I think it's really, you know, important that people now show that they support people that suffer with mental health I don't know if that's the right way to say it because it feels like it's a very taboo subject even even now like even being in the 21st century like mental health is such a you know difficult conversation and you know I'm hoping that as time goes by we can all make mental health not sound like a you know like a odd conversation to start with I want it to get to that point where people can just say I'm going through something and this is what it is but you know I it really I think for me personally mental health means so much to me because it played such an important part of my life in the last three four years that I've been growing up and um growing up in a sense where like you know going from being a young adult to like a you know quarter life adult like 25 you know that type of way but I think it's it played a massive part in my life and that's something now that I've embraced onto me that's that's now something that's part of me and it's part of my journey of growing up as a adult as an individual and you know I would like to share my story and you know just I hope that it helps someone and even if you you know you can resonate to small things hope that that helps you because I just want people to know that they're not alone in this type of thing because it's it's scary and it's a very lonely time as well when you're going through mental health issues so it can feel very lonely you can feel very you know isolated and distant from everyone like I said I would like to share my story on my mental health journey and hopefully it helps at least one person out there so around 2017 um I was I think yeah I was like 21 and I was at university I was actually in placement year and um, I was doing my placement at a hospital in central London and um, it's like a where I was doing biomedical science I had an option to do a placement year and I thought it was best for me to do a placement year so I at least get some experience and I know what I would like to do and what I wouldn't like to do from there onward so I took I did a placement year and you know it was it was all great from you know the beginning of the year my mental health started to take a toll around about in April. Um, very suddenly, um, my grandmother passed away. And it was really difficult for me. She suddenly passed away. She didn't have, you know, any issues prior to her passing away. 
and it was a very sudden death um it was the first time I experienced someone from my family close member of family passing away and my grandmother played a massive part in my life like she was my best friend my cheerleader she was my go-to she was my partner in crime everything under the umbrella of a grandma she you know like that grandma that was you know like call you and be like come and eat and you know she was she was all of that she was you know that person that I would always go to and she you know she adored her grandchildren so much you know she she loved us all so much I would like to say that my grandmother had a little bit of a soft spot for me I definitely felt like I got away with a lot of stuff with her um I think it's because I was the youngest for like 13 years and then afterwards like I had a little cousin that came afterwards but I think because I was the youngest for so long, she kind of became accustomed to me being always around her. And, you know, my mum would, you know, leave me with my grandparents and, you know, she would go to work and my grandparents would look after me, pick me up from school. Um, there have been several, you know, occasions while growing up, my, you know, my grandparents were staying with me and my, you know, my family. So, you know, I was really close to my grandmother and, when my grandmother passed away it felt like a massive chunk of me went with her and it was really difficult because um this is hard uh it, it was really difficult because when you lose someone that's so close to you you really don't know what to do and I never realized how much it was going to take a toll on me and my well-being and how I felt as a person and I guess because this was the first time I dealt with someone that was close to me passing away I really let it get to me and you know I felt like my whole world ended at that point because you know I lost someone that I really heavily relied on you know like my grandparents were always there for me so it was really difficult and to be honest with you there isn't there isn't a single day that doesn't go by that I don't think about my grandmother it's um it's very difficult and it's something that I've I'm I've been living with for the last three four years that's coming up to now so although it hurts I'm I'm proud of the journey that it took me through with her passing away and where I've come I'm at that stage now where you know when you kind of adjust to the fact that someone's not there anymore you you just learn a new way of life because you're not used to them not being there so you have to learn a new way of life so that was a really massive you know massive change in my life like I, I really didn't know what to do and I was 21 as well so you know I was really lucky to have my grandmother be with me for all those years, you know, till I was 21. And I was so fortunate and lucky and blessed that I got to celebrate my 21st birthday with my grandparents. And, you know, a lot of people, some people don't have that opportunity to even spend that much time with their grandparents, but I did. So I always try to see the pros and the cons, but it's taken me a long time. And I don't want anyone to think that it's just happened overnight. The passing away of my grandmother really affected me as an individual and there has been many other 
situations and things that have happened during those the last three four years but the main thing was when my grandmother passed away that really took a toll on me and I just literally fell into a deep hole of severe depression and anxiety. I really didn't speak to my family members about me having depression and anxiety. It was really difficult to even talk to my friends about how I was feeling because I didn't know what was happening. And for me, people who know me know that I can talk for the world. So for me to even for me to even talk to someone about the way I feel is really difficult because I don't like talking about feelings naturally as a person I'm not a feeling type of person which is bizarre because I can talk but I couldn't really speak about the way I felt and for the last three years you know I've been going through my own journey and my depression got so bad um around about in August and I literally had a breakdown and I do remember you know I did actually seek out for professional help at that point because I I didn't know what I was capable of because I was so confused and lost in my own feelings and emotions I didn't know what to do and I actually reached out for professional help and I actually saw my GP and my GP did recommend me to, you know, have some um, counselling. Like everyone, every borough has their own local, um, I think it's like a group that they have where you can just, you know, contact them, like a mental health group that you can just contact and be like, you know, I'm, I'm going through something or they can give you sessions or they can give you counselling or, you know, CBT therapy online. Um, there's a lot of things that people do, but... I'm not exactly sure, but do check your um, local borough. What do they offer? And I'm pretty sure you will have a facility there where you can go to. But they did recommend me that. And as you guys know, the NHS, as amazing as our NHS is, um, the waiting list for me to have a one-to-one counselling session was too long. They said to me I had to wait eight months. And I was not in the right frame of mind to wait for eight months. And I decided that I would, you know, go to university. I was still at university at that point. So when I started um, the starting of the academic year, which was my final year, I actually went to my university and I did reach out to their wellness being centre. Even with universities, unfortunately, they can only give you a certain amount of sessions so my university they could only give me five and when they gave me five I knew I needed more it was just not enough five sessions is not enough with everything that I was going through and like I said there was many more things that were happening and it just wasn't enough for me literally at that point I kind of knew that I was not mentally prepared to start final year of university and um, I was deferring exams guys I'm gonna be honest with you I was deferring exams assignments because I couldn't focus and it was so hard like I would be there but not there I was like present but I wasn't present you know literally as a person where I was listening 
to my lectures I wasn't understanding what was going on and it's really difficult as well because a lot of people don't talk about it but when you go for depression and anxiety you do have memory loss a lot of memory loss that happens you are you you do forget a lot of things um you can't absorb the information that you you can normally absorb in and I couldn't absorb nothing in and especially with my course that I was studying biomedical science it was very demanding and I needed to remember a lot of stuff but unfortunately I couldn't and I was deferring exams and then I ended up deferring the year so I didn't sit that that year that I was meant to sit so normally university starts in October so from October to January I was under the wellness center of my university where they gave me sessions and after that you know I didn't sit um I didn't have any I didn't sit any exams and I also then didn't I wasn't allowed any accessibility of getting more sessions and they recommended me to go to um my local boroughs uh you know facility which is whatever group they have I believe it's called uplift um so I don't know if every borough has uplift um I'm I'm sure every borough has their own one but I know for a fact that the borough that I'm in they it's called uplift what was really weird was the fact that on New Year's Eve on that year so in 2017 on New Year's Eve I was driving my I was driving back from work and I had a car accident uh someone hit someone just literally slammed into me and um my shoulder got dislocated and I had to I had to get um you know physiotherapy for that so the place that I was at they they had like so many different like facilities within that place like so there's physio like physiotherapy there was like um, yoga classes like it was like a very very weird like place it was like a clinic but not a clinic um and there was like a calf underneath as well it's so weird but one day I was like going up the stairs to my physiotherapy and I saw that they had um therapists and I was thinking I was like okay cool maybe I should like you know look into it and it took me a long time guys I'm going to be honest with you it took me a really long time to get to find myself my own therapist a private therapist because it's really hard to find someone where you feel comfortable and where you can talk to them. It takes time with these type of things. So I actually went online one day and I saw the therapist and I actually found my therapist via this clinic. So it kind of all worked out. Maybe it was the universe saying something, who knows? And from there onwards, I found my therapist and since then me and her have been talking for the last three coming to four years and I I have to say it's been one of the the most amazing yet exhausting journeys of my life the journey of self-discovery is very very difficult and it took me a very long time to get to where I am right now you know for some people you know they can it only takes them like a few you know a few months a few days a few weeks maybe even a year but for me it took three years um coming to four years actually now it's taken me a really long time to finally 
I would say to finally feel content, feel that contentment, to feel happy, you know, to want the best for myself again, because it's really difficult when you're in a dark path and you don't know what's going on and you feel like nothing's going to go right and you cannot see any light at the end of the tunnel. It's really difficult. I do remember very early on in one of my sessions, I actually did say to my therapist, um, I have nothing to lose. And I remember like, I could remember just seeing her and she just looked at me and she was just like, that's really sad that you feel like you have nothing to lose when you have so much to lose. But at that point, I never realised that that I had so much to lose because I couldn't see anything. It, it just it just felt like a really deep, dark black hole that I was in that I couldn't see anything. For me, now where I'm like, you know, I'm in a happier place where I'm content. I'm still going through what I'm going through. But at the same time, I'm learning to to accept the fact that it's okay to ask for help. And I am that type of person where I just want to do it by myself. I don't want no help and I don't want to ask anyone for help. But now I've come to that stage where I'm like, you know what? If I don't want to go somewhere, I'm like, I can't go out. If I don't want to do something, I don't do it. You know, I'm, you know I've learned the art of saying no, may, not today, maybe another day. I have learned so many things in this period as well. I just want people, whoever's listening to this, to know that you will come out on the better side of this. Your mental health and your mental well-being is solely your responsibility. You are responsible for looking after yourself. No one can help you but yourself. You know, whatever therapy techniques you may be using ultimately comes from you and how you deal with the situation and whether you would like to learn how you can deal with it in the most healthiest way. It takes time. It takes a lot of time. It takes hard work. Trust me, I'm telling you guys this for free. Having therapy is one of the most exhausting journeys you will ever have because you are learning about yourself and why you are the way that you are I did have a conversation with Zara in one of the podcast episodes and I did mention that my mental well-being and my mental health comes first um it's too expensive for me to let it go now and that's the first thing that I think of now so when certain situations happen now in my life whether it could be I don't know something that happens in my personal life, something that might happen with my friends or something that may happen at work. I have learned to not allow it to get to me to the point that my mental health gets affected by it. And I learn to use the emotions that I'm feeling and put them into words and to vocalise them. So I'm learning as I'm, as I'm going. And it's taken me forever, if I'm being honest with you. Like, I you know, I'm terrible when it comes to talking about how I feel and emotions and feelings and stuff like that. My friends have to bribe me with food to get me to talk about my feelings. And that's not even a joke, guys. Literally, I have a friend who wanted me to tell her five things that I like about her. And 
why why she's a good friend and she was just like she's like do you want ice cream and I was like yeah yeah I want ice cream and she's like what what ice cream flavor do you want and I was like chocolate and she's like okay cool I'm gonna go and get grab a chocolate ice cream and she brought it back to the table. Uh, this was Nando's, by the way, guys. So she brought it back to the table and she was just like, she she opened the chocolate, like, I don't know what it is. They have like a chocolate little gelato thing, like whatever it is. It's a little paper pot or something. And she was eating it. And then I was about to put my spoon in to like, we were going to share, right? And she goes, she's like, nope, you first have to tell me five things you like about me and why am I, why am I a good friend? The way I looked at her, I was like, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I was like, what? And she goes, she's like, we're going to learn how to talk. And and I was like, oh, no. And literally, she's she's a close friend of mine. And I couldn't even tell her five things. I was literally just looking at her thinking, um, hmm five things and she was like five things and then I couldn't figure out five things so she she reduced it down to three she was like okay three things then and I was just like uh I was like you're a great friend (laughs) I really did turn around and say to her I was like you're a great friend I love you for that and she was like okay but that's not why I asked you and then I gave up in the end and I was like yeah this isn't happening you eat the ice cream because evidently I can't talk about feelings and emotions but then later on she gave she was like okay you know what you can have some of the ice cream but that's what I'm trying to say to you guys that was a little story time there for you but that's me as a person I really struggle to talk about my emotions and my feelings because I just don't know how to I I just don't know how to do it like you know but I'm learning I'm learning how to you know talk about my feelings and stuff like that I'm very I can shut myself off very quickly and I know that's not a good thing but you learn as you grow your you're going you know what I mean so had I had not been having all my sessions I wouldn't have realized that I um I struggle with my feelings and emotions and I know it I've acknowledged it and I've said it all the time I'm like I have an issue with talking about feelings and emotions and I think it it can feel like that for a lot of people that go through mental health because they don't know how to how to speak and they're just like how do I tell you how I feel because I don't want you to feel like I'm being dramatic or I'm exaggerating the situation but at the end of the day no one's going to understand your pain and your pain is only your pain for you to understand no one's going to understand what you're going through because they haven't been in your shoes to see how it's like so I don't want anyone to ever feel like no one's going to understand you and that your pain is not greater than anyone else's pain you know everyone's pain is big to them regardless of what it whatever it could be so it's so important that you surround yourself around people that love you and want to be there for you that want to listen to you you know I think that's the thing with mental health you just want to be heard and I feel like when you're not heard it hurts even more because then it makes you feel like you're you're not valuable you're you know you're opinions your emotions your feelings don't matter and I think that's where the breakdown really ultimately happens when you feel like you're being unheard and that no one should ever feel that way so I really hope that from this podcast episode that people realize that it's okay not to be okay it's okay to go through things and not know where you stand in your life. It's okay 
to take a gap year to focus on your mental well-being. It's okay for you to, you know, quit work and to work on yourself and figure out where you are in life. It's okay for you to take antidepressants if you feel like you need to take them. You need to take them. It's okay for you to go to a therapist and talk about how you feel. And it's okay for you to feel the way that you do feel. Don't ever feel like you're not allowed to feel the way that you do. No one's going to look after you the way you will look after yourself. I think people forget as individuals, we're so powerful. Our voices can travel to so many people in so many different ways. Maybe I might help one person and then one person might let another person know. And then it's just like, it's word of mouth. It just goes. And I think that's really important for people to realise it. And I know it's very difficult, especially in certain cultures, especially in Asian cultures as well. South Asian community find mental health a very taboo subject. And it's really unfortunate that I know a lot of people that feel like they're not being heard because their family don't understand and, you know, they feel like something's wrong with them. When something's not wrong with you, you're just not, you're just not happy because something may have happened or it could be anything. There's, there's not a reason as to why you have to be go happy lucky all the time. Do you know what I mean? It's okay to have those bad days you know, so don't ever feel like you have to be a Duracell bunny all the time because that's not the case. But yeah, I really hope that this has helped anyone from my experience, from my story. It's difficult, you know, after so many years being able to say out loud that, you know, I have been through something, I am going through something and I'm still learning as I'm going through everything. But it's a journey and it's the journey of self-discovery, of finding out who you really are and what you can tolerate and what your boundaries are and what your limits are. I also want people to know that finding a therapist is really difficult. So you may go through um, a couple before you find someone that you can actually really talk to and relate to. So don't ever feel like, oh, I can't find someone. You will find someone and eventually you'll find the person that you can talk to. And they end up becoming like your secret best friend, by the way. But yeah, guys, I thought I would do an episode on mental health personally by myself and, you know, share my experience so then people can feel like it's it's okay. You know, like people are going through stuff as well. Everyone's going through something. Behind closed doors, no matter how nicely people portray themselves and people put out a certain persona everyone's going through something you just don't see it but we're lucky enough to be able to have a platform where we can say you know we're feeling a certain way and we can reach out to other people however however we can whether that would be via social media via email via text via phone call You can always reach out to someone if you know that something's wrong. You know what I mean? So you just have to do your part as well. But yeah, guys, that's all for today. I really hope that this episode has been insightful in some way and has helped people 
if they feel like they're struggling as well and if there's anyone that really needs someone to talk to just a stranger that they don't know my dms are always open for anyone that feels like they need to have a conversation and you will not be judged and I don't think anyone will be judging anyone knowing how things are right now as well because I'm pretty sure a a lot of people's mental health are being currently affected with everything that's going on right now so don't ever feel alone you're loved by your friends your family your partners that are around you you know you're loved that's that's one thing you need to remember please always reach out for help when you feel like things are getting too much whether that be professional help or asking a friend I you know confiding in someone you never have to do it alone and that's it and I'll speak to you guys on the next podcast episode bye guys Thank you.